Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Wrestling Show back on YouTube for those people watching live. Don't even worry about it. We're not going to get into that rhetoric today because there's no point. But it's a brand new week. Professional wrestling is flying ahead towards Money in the Bank, which is this Sunday. And if you're anything like me, you'll be terrified. Where did that? It was like WrestleMania 32 seconds ago. And now all of a sudden... Money in the Bank's here. And I remember some people saying we're never going to get money in the bank. The pay-per-view's not going to happen. It's not going to start. And yet here we are. Here we are. And we have money on the roof, I should call it. I should call it money on the roof. It's not money in the bank at all. Uh, And I'm very excited for that match. Let's not pretend otherwise. I think WWE has done a great job in selling this concept that it is unique. My word, they've used that word on Raw. But yeah, it's unique. It's different. The, uh, the twist now is that somebody could die. <laughs> That's what Rey Mysterio made very clear. And Alistair Black. And all of them. And of course, the big surprise was that AJ Styles returned to, well, to get his place in Money in the Bank. I knew it had to be a bad guy. It had to be a heel. Because you look at the you looked at the field. And I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was like, apart from Baron Corbin, everybody was a face. Everybody was a face. So it's like, well, we need to... We need, to, we need to put somebody in there. And I've got a feeling that AJ Styles could win. I really, really do. We'll talk about predictions later in the week and make sure you check out what culture wrestling to for my for my long form predictions. But when you look at the field, I mean it all depends, of course, because somebody could cash in on uh who the hell is the unit on Braun or Braid, whoever wins that match. But I can see AJ Styles winning and him being the money in the bank and teasing something with Seth Rollins uh, Seth Rollins with Drew McIntyre. I can see that. I think that's interesting. But of course, Baron Corbin could win. Um, but it was hilarious. And the thing that we need to touch on before we go anywhere, because, you know, when AJ Styles got murdered, which is what happened at WrestleMania 36, we were all like, okay, well, how do we, how do we get out of this one? We saw a hand coming out the mud. We saw a hand coming out the dirt. But he came out and the commentators, they just kind of acted like if you get buried alive, you can come back at some point and that's all good. AJ Styles had the rest response. AJ Styles just went, I was buried alive. So what? <laughs> it's like, I, I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to upset you. That cracked me up. I love AJ Styles. He can like get away with murder, that man. I don't really know why. There was a time when people used to say that AJ Styles had no character whatsoever. I mean, you can debate that all you want. I don't care. I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the present. And asshole AJ Styles, who doesn't give a hoot, is one of my favorite characters. I think he's hilarious. He really makes me laugh. Uh, shout out to Dan Lemley in the super chat as well. And of course, if you want to support the podcast, please do use the super chat. You can ask and say whatever you want, and I will answer it. There are no rules. And Dan, you get the hand on the heart as well. And Dan just says, I love the new intro. Thanks, man. It was something we used over on What Culture Wrestling when hopefully we're going to be doing more live streams there. May have clicked it by accident, but it already started. So I was like, well, it's going now. We'll, we'll continue on regardless. And uh, shout out to my man, Lionel. Nice to see you, Lionel. Thank you so much in the super chat. Here you go, my friend, with my money for your bank. (laughs) I like it. By the way, this is Alexander. Sorry for not being here for so long. That's all right, my friend. There's no right. There's no wrongs. You do whatever you can, and and, and we go from there. Uh, And of course, just get some stuff done as well. If you are live on YouTube right now, please hit the subscribe button. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Where's all my buttons? Now they've all gone. I don't know what to click to get that back up. I don't want to click the wrong thing. And then something else like random come up. Now I kind of feel like I have to. Oh, I got it right first time. There we go. There's my buttons. Instagram, Twitter, at Simon316. If you're listening to this on the podcast. Also, I have a patron. And shout out to all my patrons that joined this week. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. This podcast does not happen without them. And of course, some tears. You can come on the podcast. Please do check it out. Link in the description below. And again, some people are listening on audio right now. Always, always subscribe to the podcast feed on your podcast app of choice. Because exclusive episodes go up there. So it's massively important. Uh, Daz4785 in the Super Chat says, Raw tries so hard but good matches and no crowd so therefore it sucks totally agree and james a25 says hey Simon, best part of my week and it's only tuesday that's very kind james i appreciate that yeah i mean it's the whole no crowd thing is i mean it's long past its its peak 
for lack of a better term. It's just a bit boring. And that's not WWE's fault. Like, you know, it's much like any live arena. If you went to see a band and it was just you in the crowd, you wouldn't like it. Of course you wouldn't like it. You want that reaction. You want that noise. You want the energy. And that's what wrestling is. Because I always thought this. The Rock is the best person to sum this up. Because The Rock has it all, right? He can pretty much do whatever he wants. But the reason he does come back to wrestling is for that visceral response, that reaction, that pop, if you will. So when you don't have that, it's almost like whatever genre you want to put it in. And that's just not the same without people going nuts. And you could argue if you're going to compare Raw to Breaking Bad, if you wanted to do that, of course, Breaking Bad's going to be better because that's shot to be produced in a way that there is no background noise, whereas WWE is produced for a live arena. So yeah, I'm I'm done with it, uh, but I still thought AJ Styles was was tremendous. Like ten out of ten, ten out of ten stuff. The whole Gauntlet match was a bit weird. I will say that, like the Gauntlet match. Oh, I've just opened my mail by accident. I didn't mean to do that. The Gauntlet match. The, the only problem I had with it is that we spent all this time like let, reminding everyone that Tazawa sucks and Tyus O'Neil sucks and Shelton Benjamin sucks. You can kind of handle the first two. I think Shelton Benjamin is. Still untapped goods. I know he's in his 40s now, but he's definitely got one more run in him. But yeah, and then the fact that Bobby Lashley just lost by touching the referee essentially and got disqualified. I was like, well, that's not helped anybody. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was that was weird. But anyway, the point was when we're talking about journey and not the so the destination and not the journey, having AJ Styles make his big comeback and getting into the money in the bank, I thought was quite nice. It was just the justification that, that cracked me up. I mean, hands up right now if you know why AJ Styles managed to come back out of a grave. Oh, look, nobody's hand is up. I, I mean, I'm not mad at it because I love the Boneyard match. I thought it was fantastic. I think it was the best thing about WrestleMania now I look back. I know some people say the Firefly Funhouse. I think I'm kind of torn between the two, but I go Boneyard. But I, I, I thought maybe they'd try and come up with something. But instead, AJ Styles got scripted to just, just throw it in the bin. Just pretend it didn't happen. It did make me laugh. It did entertain me. So I can't. I can't be too mad at it. And yeah, I think when you look at the competitors, let me see if I can actually do this at the top of my head. I should be able to. It's Daniel Bryan. It's Alistair Black. It's Barry Corbin. It's Rey Mysterio. Obviously, it's now AJ Styles. There's somebody else, and I'm forgetting them, which is really mean. No mention of Apollo Crews on Raw, which I thought was weird. We're going to have to look it up because otherwise I'm doing myself and everybody listening a disservice, and we don't want to do that. Apparently, Money in the Bank 20,202 is what I want to that's what I want to look at. Where are we? Otis. Otis, how did I forget you, considering you're one of my favorite people? That makes me an asshole. So, look, I think that's good. I think you've got a lot of characters in there. You've got a lot of personality in there. I think it'll be a lot of fun this Sunday, live on the WWE Network. And I think AJ Styles, you just had to put a bad guy in there, like I say. There was no bad guys whatsoever. Shout out to Daz4785 in the Super Chat. It says, Street Profits versus Vikings would have been better with crowd reaction. What a match that was. Nice to see Titus and Shelton back. Good show. Yeah, I did say, I will, that's a good point. When Titus and Shelton both came out, I did go, oh, sweet. We haven't seen them in a while. But then they just got pulverized by the flyer tipper. Flyer tipper? The tire flipper, known as Bobby Lashley. And that was that. I mean, you brought up Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. Yeah, really, really good match. Simple story, you know, have your non-title. I think the thing that worked is that we, we usually I get a little bit bored of, oh, I want to challenge you for the titles. Why? Because I do. Oh, okay. But I think here with the little sort of bit of extra that the Street Profits can't beat the Viking Raiders, it's nice. It's like a good sports, a good sports story. And I, has that been announced for the pay-per-view? I mean, it's not on here at the moment, but you could easily put that there. You could hold it off to the following week. You know, I thought I thought that was quite entertaining. Talking about the women's money in the bank, I didn't really get the whole Nia Jax, Oscar, and Shayna Baszler thing. I liked it when Oscar and Shayna Baszler teamed up and beat up Nia. I thought that was a really cool twist. I thought up until that point, the segment was really strange. And then as soon as they pulled the trigger on that, I was like, oh, no, it kind of worked. Because Shayna Baszler was being weird anyway, and Oscar is just super entertaining, and there's nothing wrong with sort of... It, it makes logic too, right? Nia Jax is the biggest person in the match, so let's go... Let's go flub her up. So yeah, I kind of dug that. I thought that was pretty good. And obviously that's going to be Oscar versus Shayna versus Nia versus Dana versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. That's a kind of a tough field as well. I mean, you'd probably presume that Shayna Baszler wins so we can carry on the Becky Lynch feud, especially because on Raw, there was that video that goes, next week, Becky Lynch returns to confront the winner of Money in the Bank. And I was like, but what if it's uh, what if it's a SmackDown person? 
I should have mentioned that ups and downs. I didn't. Again, ups and downs over what culture wrestling. Make sure you go check it out. I would appreciate it. And shout out to Martin Cannon in the super chat who sums it up perfectly. He says, AJ Styles back. Stuff just happens. You ain't wrong. You, although he did give it some justification. He went, so what? Still the best. You got buried alive, yeah? What are you going to do about it? And I've never been buried alive. So maybe it's not as bad as it's been made out. You know, AJ Styles got out of there. So there's no two ways. Of, you know, he has more experience with this than I do. So it'd be unfair to to criticize him, uh, criticize him because of it. But yeah, the M- obviously we're over relying on the uh, VIP lounge a little bit just because MVP is in the area, I presume. But I like MVP. And I also kind of intrigued by what MVP is doing with Brandon Vink and Shane Thorne. It does feel like it's a little last minute. No one expected that tag team to do anything. Hence why they lost a couple of weeks ago to Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. But now they come back with a little bit of a story that they've got MVP as their manager and they did get the victory. I don't want to crap on it too much because we're all asking for new stars and new tag teams. And the only way to do that is to make somebody a credible threat. But I also kind of feel like Cedric and Ricochet are a brand new tag team. And they're so good, man. When they're flying around, it's just like, man, these guys are amazing. But I guess we are working on a we're working on a thread at the moment. I just don't want to get to a point where they're trading wins every week because then they all just fall into that random sort of limbo area on the card, and I think it gets a little bit dull. But I, I thought it was a couple of good back-to-back tag team matches though, because the Viking Vaders and Street Profits came straight after that, and I thought it worked again. As we've already mentioned, the only thing missing was the crowd. That's what I would have liked more of. I'd like some more crowd, uh, more crowd reaction. But we, look. I don't want to get into this too much. We talked about it on the last podcast, again, which is uh, exclusive for the podcast feed. So sign up on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. We're everywhere. Make sure you give me a subscribe on there. We don't. We all think thinking. I was thinking about this when it comes to independent wrestling as well. How the hell do we know when we're going to be able to come back? Like, If you're running an independent wrestling promotion and you can only fill up 25% of the building, are you going to be able to make any money? Uh, I mean, if WWE can sort of fill up 50% of the building, that's better than nothing, of course. But can we do that until we've got a vaccine? There's so many questions, which is probably why next week on Raw, as they announced, we're getting Edge versus Randy Orton. I truly think it was so random because WWE was hoping by this stage they'd have a better idea about when they could have an audience once more. But as we don't, they're like, man, we just got to plow forward regardless. And taking the whole health and safety thing out of it or the political side of it, obviously health and safety is the most important thing. Eventually, at some point, if your business is continuing on, if you don't know when you're going to be able to get back to normal, you just have to carry on as you are, as you were. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, you you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Like if we're getting Street Profits Viking Raiders 722 in a month, you're absolutely going to be massively tired of it and massively bored. So if we have plans to do Edge versus Randy Orton, you've got to do it. If we're going to do Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre, you've got to do it. If we're doing... I don't know, Bray White versus Braun Strowman. Maybe that's what, you just have to do it. You have to do it. The Roman Reigns thing obviously adds a, a twist because I think we would have been getting Bray White versus Roman Reigns now if things hadn't happened. But going back to my original point, health and safety is key. So yeah, we can't uh, we, we, we can't get mad at that. Uh, I like everything with Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. I will say this. Um, I, I kind of thought the Seth Rollins promo on Raw was a little bit misguided just because it was exactly the same as what he said last week. Especially because in amongst that, and because Buddy Murphy had a couple of talking segments too, there's this far more interesting narrative where Seth is trying to take the belt from Drew McIntyre to stop him becoming a villain like he did. Get rid of all this leading stuff. I don't care about that. That's more interesting. And Buddy Murphy is almost like this, so don't call him Buddy, is almost like this guy who is going to usurp uh, Seth Rollins at one point and become the man. I think that's great. I think that's a really, really cool, interesting, delusional, you know, bonkers heels trying to take on Drew McIntyre, who right now is the strong quintessential babyface. But I just felt we focused too much on the lead stuff. But moving that to one side, I love it and I can't wait for their match. I think those two guys are going to try and kill each other in a good way, not in a, not in a money off the roof way, money on the roof. And if you're, you know, in hindsight, especially because Kevin Owens got injured, it would have been so much better if Seth had won at WrestleMania and then taken this because it would have given him a bit more legitimacy. But at the same time, I love the fact Kevin Owens won on that night, so you can't get too upset with it. But yeah, I I think, it's, I don't know what you do when you can't have Drew McIntyre lose. WWE doesn't seem like the type of company that would do a one and done when it comes to a match like that because they're two guys they hold in big regard or high regard. So yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I like the Murphy versus Drew match as well. It's one of those few times in front of no people. And I thought, oh, that could have gone longer. And that would have rocked. But of course, we didn't get 
We didn't get it that long, but still, it was cool. I don't think it made Buddy Murphy look like a chump. He got caught by that Claymore kick, which we've got over awesome as a finisher. Seth Rollins falling in love with the belt and kind of being memorized by it. A little bit strange, but I don't care. I got a kick out of it. I enjoyed it. And yeah, I think it's going to be a great main event. I think, well, if it does indeed main event, but I'm a massive fan of what they uh, what they could potentially do. So it's two thumbs up to those. Loads of people in the comments are talking about Liv Morgan and Charlotte Flair. So we'll segue into that. And again, like my man Matt Moore has done, uh, please do help me out in the super chat if you can. I will read out anything you say. And he goes, Mel, I hope you're well in 72,316th day of lockdown, right? Really, though, I'd been happy with Jinder to replace Apollo, but more than happy with AJ. Thanks for the stream. Thank you, Matt. And like I say, we're streaming again on YouTube for technical issues, but also because, again, look, a lot of my patrons said you wanted me to stream on YouTube. And I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> Without you guys, I can't do anything. So if there are any fallouts from it with YouTube's crazy back end, I'll figure it out. So again, I, I, I can't do this without you guys. I can't do it like lovely people like Matt in the Super Chat, and I can't do it with lovely people in the Patreon. So uh, yeah, you know, I tell you, man, I want to do Jinder versus Drew McIntyre at one point. I know that sounds stupid. We'll talk about Charlotte and Liv in a sec. I know that sounds stupid because Jinder Mahal has this kind of crazy rap about him, but it's just so easy. Like, Drew McIntyre can beat him. And no one is going to be mad. It's fine. It's Drew. It's, it's Jinder Mahal. But they have all the stuff with 3MB. Jinder is a former WWE champion, so he has some legitimacy. I just like it. And because they're friends, they'll probably work harder. You know what that's like. If you get put in a project with someone at work and they're your buddy, that's so much easier than when you're with someone who is not your buddy. You may not have any feelings towards them one way or the other, but when you have good feelings towards them, you're probably going to work better. So I actually think Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre could be awesome. I really do, which I never thought I'd say. Drew has to win. I want to make that clear. But if some kind of uh, filler program is unfair, a transitional program in case Seth is going to lose and then we need to get to SummerSlam or whatever, well, not that long. But I'm all right with it. So yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Obviously, it didn't happen. AJ Styles is going to be in there. I think AJ Styles is going to win Money in the Bank. Just a feeling. I think he's the biggest star in it. Uh, or maybe Daniel Bryan, but anyway, I'm going with my gut. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't mind gender at all. Also, yeah, Liv Morgan versus uh, <coughs> Charlotte Flair. I have two very specific things that I took away from it. One, Liv Morgan is a really good professional wrestler, and the match with Charlotte rocked. I had such a good time watching it. It was given a good amount of time. I thought maybe Liv Morgan could have, you know, had a little bit more given the outcome, but whatever. Talking about the result, the only issue I had with it was I didn't see the point of doing the match. It was like we'd gone back to 2019 or whenever it was when Charlotte and Liv Morgan fought and then Liv vanished from our television screens. I thought this was going to be a big return. Uh, not return, but I thought this was going to be a big coming out moment. And yet it wasn't. It was exactly the same as what we'd seen. And I thought the commentators put it over in the wrong way. Because what I would have wanted to have heard was, oh, why can't Liv Morgan... Like I don't mean to compare, but it's true. Like the whole Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen thing. I know a lot of people don't like that, or they think it's silly. But one day, Darby Allen is going to beat Cody Rhodes. And because we've been told the story is that you know, Cody Rhodes is almost like his Everest, his Achilles heel, when he does do it, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Here, though, we were told that we should like Liv Morgan because she was able to hang in the ring with Charlotte. And I don't really like that idea. Like, I don't think it's... Well, it depends on the situation, but given that we've had we've been here before, I just think it's such a cooler thing if you have a plan. And maybe they don't have a plan, which is the problem. But if you have a plan to, you know, SummerSlam, October, WrestleMania next year, I don't care, to really cement Liv Morgan as a top guy by having her beat one of your other top guys. And Charlotte Flair is great. I know she gets a lot of hate. I think she's great. Whatever. Who cares? But I, I just didn't see the point of doing this here. I think it kills Liv Morgan's momentum after beating Ruby Riot for two good weeks in, again, a couple of decent matches. It doesn't really help Charlotte going into her match with Io Shirai. And now Liv kind of is in this holding pattern. And I don't mind people losing. Because what people say now is, well, watch the story, Simon. Yes, you're totally 100% right. But we said that last time and it didn't go anywhere. So that's my only issue. And really, I go on my gut. I go on my instinct. I don't necessarily think it's, oh, WWE, how dare you? Just as a person watching who's clearly got invested with Liv Morgan over the last few weeks, I went, oh, that was my reaction to it. I was disappointed she didn't win. And not necessarily in the way that I meant to be disappointed. And yet I just think we could have planted some seeds that Liv Morgan's going to have to come up with something amazing if she's going to beat Charlotte Flair. But we didn't. We went the whole, oh, well, she did really good. Well done, Liv Morgan. Still a great match, though. Still a great match. And I think Io Shirai versus Charlotte this Wednesday on NXT uh, will be brilliant. So if you haven't watched, if you're not planning to watch that, I would watch it. Again, I mentioned this on Ups and Downs. Cheap plug, What Culture Wrestling. 
Make sure you check it out. Everyone's going nuts, going, oh, Charlotte Flair did a terrible rating on NXT. I don't see why that's surprising. It's all about exclusivity, right? Can't say that word. But if you know you can see her on Raw and you see her on Raw, you may not feel the need to see her on Wednesdays because you've already got your fix. <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense to me. That's why people get signed to deals. Because you know, oh, that's the whole point of the Raw versus SmackDown thing. If you want to see your favorite star, you've got to watch Mondays. And if they're on the other brand, you've got to watch Fridays. So I, didn't, I, I, I mean, it's not good because she's been put there for ratings. But to me, you need to put her on NXT. And that way people have to have to have to tune in for her. But I, I think she gets a hard rap. I get it. I understand uh, what the uh, argument is. I just think she's really good. I think if I was in charge of a company, I'd probably be treating her near the top card as well, which sends people nuts. What are you going to do? Missy Tributes in the Super Chat says, thank you so much, Missy. Would you be behind the idea of Oscar winning money in the bank and then Kyrie dethroning Becky? Oscar versus Kyrie writes itself after that. I mean, yes. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. I don't think you need to... Uh, sort of skip past Becky Lynch so quickly. I think, you know, Becky Lynch is, is on the cusp of what it sounds like, becoming a megastar. She was in Billions, which is a television show uh, on whatever in America. And there's rumors she's going to be in a Marvel movie. So, you know, we may be on the on the cusp of some, some serious blowing up here. And also, I don't think that WWE sees much worth in Kyrie Sane, which I don't understand, but, you know, the, the writing is there on the wall. But yeah, to get an Oscar versus Kyrie Sane feud would be awesome, even if it wasn't for the title. And for Oscar to win Money in the Bank, I'm not going to get mad at that. I think Oscar is not only one of the most entertaining people they have, but is probably the whole MVP, not the character, the most valuable player since this whole pandemic stuff started. I think she's been brilliant, and I think everything she's been given, she's smashed out the park. Whether or not it's going to happen or not, I would say you know it's a, it, it's a hard no. A uh, shout-out to my man Alex over in the Super Chat as well, who says, thank you for the inspiration to pursue my goals. And that is very kind, dude. I, I don't know what I've done, but if I've done anything, then you're more than welcome, and I'm happy I'm happy to help, and thank you for helping me out as well. I will say as well, if you're watching on YouTube right now, please hit the subscribe button, please hit the like button. YouTube loves those likes, and the more likes I get, the more likely it is I can keep this video up as opposed to hiding it from unlistings. It's all about how much engagement it gets in the first hour, blah, blah, boring, boring. Um, so yeah, I mean, Kyrie's saying it sounds like her contract is up soon, so she may be out the door. Um before long but as long as people are happy that's all i care about as long as you're happy i shrug my shoulders and i hope you get on well i can't even imagine it and remember anything else that happened on raw they grabbed my notes i don't think there was anything too major because otherwise i'm sure it would have been um it would have stood out but of course as always my phone just has not loaded them up there we go we talked about the vip lounge we've talked about the gauntlet match again just the bobby lashley stuff confused me but yeah, it was mostly centered around Buddy Murphy, Drew McIntyre, and Seth Rollins. And I was all right with that. That's our main event program. And then Rey Mysterio. The, the Rey Mysterio thing was weird. Rey Mysterio has very much let us know that the risk versus reward is risk is death. <laughs> and reward is you win a bat, you get a briefcase. To me, the risk does not equal the reward in that sense. Death or you get a briefcase, I'll take, I'll, I'll take neither. I'll just walk away. But thanks very much for coming. Shout out to Money Out to Anus. Always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Hey, Simon, did you get my address through your Twitter DMs from a few weeks ago? Hope you're well, my friend. And as always, Sammy Callahan sucks. Uh, no, I haven't checked my DMs. I, I will check them. Long story about me and DMs. We don't need to go into it. But no, thank you for letting me know. I will absolutely go and um, uh, go and check check them out. And that was pretty much for what I thought it was a decent show. You know, it was kind of very in the middle. Some bits were good. Some bits were bad. And again, it didn't feel like the go-home show for a pay-per-view, but we know why. We don't need to talk about that. We're all aware of what's of what's going on at the moment um, with, with the no fans. So you kind of just had to take it for what it's worth. I think AJ Styles coming back is the biggest thing to happen, uh, probably to try and help ratings and whatnot, because I don't know if we want to talk about ratings. I'm just making sure I go through news. I haven't missed anything. I don't know if we want to talk about ratings or not, because obviously we haven't talked about SmackDown on this show. The SmackDown rating was lower than Raw when you start going hour by hour. And again, if you know the difference between Fox and USA, that's a crazy situation. I tend to lean on the fact that we're living in such crazy times, you can't put much worth in it. But it's happening, right? You know, Raw is, I think, equal. It's sort of almost, there's only one other show that's been this low or been lower. Obviously, SmackDown just had its worst rating on, on Fox. But I think we can all agree that it's sometimes hard to, not hard to watch them. It just doesn't feel like wrestling. Like, you know, if you're like me, you've got 30 years worth of investment in noise and crowd reactions. I mean, you can go on YouTube right now and type in best pops ever. 
And that's almost enough to get you through a day because you live off that emotion and energy that's coming through the screen. And that's completely gone away now. So I'm not surprised some people don't want to watch. And the irony of it being, of course, that you kind of watch to get distracted, but you can't be distracted because the lack of fans is just a huge banner in your face saying, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a massive global pandemic going on. It's going to be fascinating to see when they are able to get back to work, what happens, work properly, what happens, what doesn't happen if people tune back in. I just hope that it, it works out well. Um, you know, AEW and NXT have suffered the same fate. I don't really know what's going on with other TV ratings because I don't, I'm not, I don't care about TV ratings other than wrestling because I'm a massive, I'm a massive nerd and a massive uh, and a massive geek. But yeah, other than that, yeah, there's nothing really much else going on, which is which is kind of crazy. Leo Rush put a tweet out where he he hinted that he may be hanging his boots up. I don't know how true that is, but you know, we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and otherwise, it's just a wait and see. To I know that uh, Zach Ryder or Matt Corona, I think his name is not Corona, Corona, whatever. He's going to be doing an interview soon, so I'll be intrigued to see what he's got to say with my man Chris Van Vliet. Always a good shout out to Chris Van Vliet. Make sure you check him out on YouTube. And yeah, we'll go. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with all of those guys. Haven't heard much from Rusev. I know that uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder, we'll just call them that for now, aren't going to be a tag team going forward, which probably makes sense. They probably have more worth as individuals. They were just thrown together as a tag team because why the hell not? My man Dan Lemmy in the Super Chat says, I want Oscar to win Money in the Bank and Shayna beat Becky and see an Oscar Shayna feud. Yeah, again, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all, although I imagine that Becky Lynch would still be slipped in there. I think Becky Lynch is, on, the, like I say, on the cusp of something so big, she's not going to be moved away from that position soon. Unless, of course, she does have to take some time off to film a movie. And we all know what happens with that. We, we've been there before. Shout out to my man Daz and Super Chat. He says, Oscar is a face now. She's the best ever Becky who. Is she a face now? I mean, you put a question mark there. I have no idea about faces and heels. Because Shayna Bays is definitely a heel. Oscar is somewhere in between. But they were beating up Nia Jack. Definitely a heel. Some people still tell me they think Charlotte Flair is meant to be a face. And that dumbfounds me. Because I'm like, how the hell? How? Not in a million years. So I don't even know. I don't even think WWE knows. I think they're operating with a reduced cast. So they've kind of just thrown good guys and bad guys out the window. But I have no idea. My man Matt Moore in the Super Chat says, During lockdown, I have watched the main event film on Netflix. And you know, you know, but Keith Lee will always be a smooth operator. I want to watch that. That's the one with the kid that kind of gets superpowers. Or something like that. And yeah, it's got big shows in it. Uh, Keith Lee is in it some other people are in it but it looks so daft that it's that, it, that it's good it's a kids film right so you you want to get away with certain things but yeah when i saw it i was like oh man that's that's the kind of light-hearted entertainment i need right now and i read good reviews people say it's actually quite fun and again with something like that as long as a kid likes it it's all good we should probably talk about wwe 2k playground battle battle playgrounds whatever the hell they're calling it so a lot of hate for this uh, I don't really know why. I think it's because people are upset about 2K20, which I understand. 2K20 was a mistake, as well, not a mistake, but it was a, as a letdown. But 2K have come out and said that you know it's hard to stay. Well, you can stay mad at them, but when the developer agrees you, or your publisher, you shrug your shoulders. You go, all right, well, we just had a bad, we had a bad run. But I actually think this is going to be beneficial going forward if they can make it feel like All Stars or the arcadey games from back in the day, which I always thought there should be when it comes to wrestling. Why on earth would you only have a stimulation, a simulation franchise? That makes no sense. So they can get that feel, and it allows WWE 2K to have a year off and come back next year and be even better. I feel quite positive about the franchise going forward, or wrestling video games. I need something different. And I know the character models look a bit weird, especially Charlotte Flair. It looks like someone squidged her together. But I don't care about visuals if the game plays brilliantly. And when you go back and play No Mercy Now or WrestleMania 2000 with the blockiness, you don't really care about that. You, you enjoy it because it's so hard-hitting and the mechanics work so well. It just needs to be over-the-top, simple fun. Don't need to think it. Be awesome in multiplayer. Get your friends around. And just spark a light under the, the WWE gaming series again. Because not everybody wants to play a simulation WWE game. I think, I think it's crazy. It's just made for arcade madness. Now, I don't mean we have to go back to the Midway one where Undertaker would shoot lightning out of his hands. I'm not saying you have to do that. But I am saying there are other things you can do. And... I, I Look, I'm not saying it looks like the best game ever from a literal my eyes are staring at it standpoint, but I love the concept. I love the point. I think it would fill a void this year, and I think it would put us in a much, a much better 
uh, a place for next year. That's what I'm hoping. And no, I didn't think WW2K was particularly good. No, nor did many others. Uh, Matt Moore in the Super Chat says, WW missed a major trick. Imagine R-Truth in Money in the Bank match and grabbed the woman's briefcase that had got me through lockdown and the rest of time. Well, my friend, I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't a few skits planned. Because don't forget, they filmed Money on the Roof ages ago. It is going to be simultaneous, men and women. So that's going to make it even more of a fracas. And explain how we're going to see each and every floor. So that makes a lot of sense. But there's no reason why you can't have some cameos. And I think our truth in a lift or an elevator or something like that seems money to me. Maybe he even wins a 24-7 championship from Gronk. I doubt they got Gronk in. But you just never know. But I think there'll be a lot of that. I think it will be fun. The, the, the major goal surely has to be get people giffing about it and get people talking about it on social media so that the wider public gets intrigued. They did what? They did this. They did that. Got to be one crazy spot. I mean, we buried AJ Styles, so someone's probably going to go off the roof. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot on the line, but I think WWE is going to pull it off. I love the concept. I think conceptually, it's absolutely perfect. When I heard about it, I laughed my ass off. And I think, again, that's what we're meant to be. Uh, that's what we're meant to be doing. Right, so as there's not a lot going on this week, I'll open it up for some Q&A. Ask whatever you want. Obviously, I'll make sure I answer 100% of all Super Chats, but we will get through um, We'll get through what we can. Someone just spreading some love for WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, I think I actually prefer WrestleMania 2000 to No Mercy, which is a very uh, controversial opinion. They're essentially the same game. But especially back then, No Mercy just had a crazy frame rate problems, especially when you tried to do ladder matches. It used to drive me nuts. Uh, Archers be crying. The Super Chat says, who will take a work bump off Titan Towers? Yeah. I mean, there it is. I think somebody's going to. I don't know who it would be. Who would benefit from Baron Corbin, if he's not going to win, I think would benefit from it. <sighs> and he would be my number one list looking at everybody, looking at all 10 competitors from men and women's. I put Baron Corbin at the top of that list. And I think that's what something people want to see. And I think he'll be able to integrate it into his character. Just don't make it like Rikishi. Do you remember Rikishi took that amazing bump at Armageddon 2000? And it was never capitalized on. I never really understood. It wasn't shown enough. Uh, but I'll go Baron Corbin. Uh, Simon, what's your prediction for Bray versus Braun? Uh, just vanished just then. I have a bad feeling Corbin is going to win money in the bank and cash in and pin Braun and walk out champ. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think anybody will cash in their money in the banks on the same night. I think that would be a waste. Um, it's funny with Baron Corbin. If Baron Corbin did win, I wouldn't hate it because I kind of feel like we would have gone full circle and he'll get so much hate for it. I'll just enjoy the fallout, although I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Bray versus Braun, I think, is so hard to work out. Braun Strowman was never meant to be Universal Champion. Bray Wyatt was never meant to lose the title to Goldberg. These were all last-minute decisions. So there's every chance Money in the Bank is just going to be used to reset the playing field, meaning that Braun Strowman will no longer be champion and Bray Wyatt will be. I, I, I can't call it. It's a very, it's a very, very strange situation. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Let me know what everyone else thinks as well. Let me know what you think. Uh, my man T Dog Anthony Tag in the super chat says, "Hey Simon." You're the best. Thanks, man. Also, who benefits most from winning money in the bank? Well, that is a very good question. Well, in that sense, yeah, Baron Corbin, no, doesn't benefit at all. He's going to be this character, despised, loved, depending on the time. I think he'll be able to be loved, but he doesn't get anything from it. Same with Daniel Bryan. He's Daniel Bryan. He could lose for the rest of the time. Everyone's still going to love him. Rey Mysterio fits that category as well. So to me, even though AJ Styles doesn't need it, I'd bring him in there just because I think Drew McIntyre versus AJ has got money written all over it. And then it all depends on your future plans with Otis versus Alistair Black. Not versus, with Alistair Black. If we're truly going to try and make Alistair Black a star, he should win this. And you should build him up as a threat. I thought his promo he cut on um, uh, Raw was cool. And it's the same with Otis. I don't think Otis is in that position. I think because Otis is in a, in a proper storyline storyline. I don't think they want to move him into that upper echelon just yet. So yeah, I would say Alistair Black gains the most. But AJ Styles brings with him the most interest in the story. Again, because the Drew match. It's kind of the same when you go through the women's as well. Shayna Baze is the top of my pick because we never finished the Shayna versus Becky feud. It's a way to reignite it. Nia Jax would work, but I think she'll get so much negativity, the wrong kind of negativity. It may get a bit frustrating. Lacey Evans, I don't think needs it. Dana Brooke, 
I don't think they're going to push that way. Same with Carmella. And Oscar's Oscar. She's going to be brilliant until the end of time. So, yeah, I would say that Alistair Black and Shane are probably probably get the most from it. Uh, Joke the Carpenter in the Super Chat as well says, Hi, finally made a live show I usually listen to. Well, that's nice. You see, this is what I want to do. Make sure you watch it on here and make sure you, you download the podcast too. Just search for Simon Miller's Wrestling Show. It's on all platforms. If you are on YouTube right now, give me a sub and hit that like button. I'd massively appreciate it. And have a Patreon. Pimp that once more. And shout out to... Uh, pinsandknuckles.com always supporting Simon Miller's wrestling show pinsandknucklesmerch.com too they have some exclusive merchandise of mine as the simonmiller.bigcartel.com but you can get in touch with them and when they are back up and running when this global pandemic is over they can help you out nothing worse than dried chicken the super chat says we've watched raw after mania since 2013 when the kids started liking it 19 and 20 were not very good 2020 couldn't help it though what was yours um what was the first one that I I started watching the Raw After Mania? Um, I can't even remember now. I mean, the only time I stopped watching wrestling was when I was in university for a few years, and that's because I didn't have access to it. It was on a Channel Four over here for a little bit. So yeah, I've just been watching it, watching it forever. I do agree with you though. 2020 was was a bit limp. Otherwise, I just love the Raw After WrestleMania because the crowd is nuts. You don't even have to do anything that over the top when the crowd goes that crazy. And I was actually at the 2019 one because I was lucky enough to go to that year's WrestleMania. So we saw everything. Well, I say it doesn't matter what you do. They did that bait and switch with uh, Seth Rollins and who the hell was the other champion at that time? And then the, the, the bar came out and ruined it. I can't remember who the hell AJ... It was it was AJ? No. It was Kofi, of course. It was Kofi versus Seth. And then the bar came out. Yeah, so maybe it is important what you do. I take it back. Um, but yeah, it is the best to watch it with children as well. I always say this. My friend uh, has a couple of kids that are getting into wrestling. And when you sit down and watch it with them, your whole perspective will change. You're like, oh, yeah. Because it is designed for kids. doesn't mean adults can't like it. It's like He-Man cartoon. Same thing. But when you see it like that, it kind of does, um, it does change your, your perspective. Uh, Manny Outdainus there again, or Moda, as we sometimes call him in Super Chat. Love to see your hand on heart. Here's something funny I would want to see but won't happen. You never know. And Manny in the Bank towards the end of the briefcase match. Kamala emerges. I take it back from the trees. He clears the ring and climbs the ladder to win the case. Lol. I take it back. That is not going to happen. I don't even know what Carmella is doing these days. <laughs> I really don't. I have no idea. But I will say with 100% certainty, Kamala won't be in the Money in the Bank. Although if you want to see some crazy... Ma- go watch Kamala. The wrestling sites. And I get it. I clicked it because I wanted to see. But when you see... Oh, big spoiler with Jeff Hardy's storyline. And they go, oh, he's going to feud with Sheamus. You're like, yes, I know. It's like been made abundantly clear on the television show. So it was just like really cracked me up. It really, really cracked me up. But I like that feud. Some people don't seem to like it. I don't even hate the fact that WWE's doing like, uh, oh, Jeff Hardy's coming back after he came back. That original comeback wasn't very fun when he took on Baron Corbin. He was just kind of there. Now they built it up. Sheamus will beat the crap out of him. We'll do a good match. I like that pairing. I think Sheamus is underrated. I was always more of a Matt than a Jeff Hardy guy, but you can see why everyone loves Jeff. I think it's fine. I look forward to it. Um, I don't know why some people are against it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that either. You like what you like. Uh, nothing worse than dried chicken and super chat says, oh, sorry, what was your favorite moment of Raw after Mania? <sighs> I mean, if we're talking about this year, I can't even remember what happened in 2020. I mean, my favorite part of 2019 was when the bar interrupted because people were so mad and it cracked me up. In terms of ever... Oh man, I'd have to I'd have to see a list, which I can probably I can probably do. Best Raw After Mania events. Is that gonna work? Uh this is people have something, but it's quite old, but it may pip my memory. Ah, it's alright. The first picture has already done it. Brock Lesnar coming back. Because when Brock Lesnar coming back, I didn't know that Brock Lesnar was coming back. How that was the case, I don't know, because everyone in the damn arena knew. I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue he was coming back. So when it happened, oh my gosh, I lost my mind. Because everybody forgets the Brock Lesnar story. Those two people did not like each other. They'd fallen out multiple times. They'd gone to court. WWE had had their contract essentially torn up in front of them. So for Brock to still make a comeback, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. That's definitely up there for me. There'll be some other things I remember as we go. But to actually... It was the whole point. Like, look, I got into reading dirt sheets when I was very young because I'm an idiot, but I dug it. That's probably what cemented my love for wrestling. The backstage lifestyle was almost as interesting as the stories, maybe even more interesting than the stories going on in front of the screen. 
so you know, I can't I can't poo poo it too much, but it did mean that I never got surprised too much as a rarity. And the Brock Lesnar, I don't know what, maybe I hadn't read them in a while. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. So when he came out and that music hit, it was that proper gut reaction from me, that proper, what the hell? And you can't beat that in wrestling. Like, I always try not to read spoilers before I watch any wrestling show, but sometimes you can't help it. But there'll be certain times when I'll just cut myself off from the world, like the Raw Rumble. And I'll be like, I'm just not going on the internet. I'm not going to go outside. I won't even go on the BBC website because sometimes they talk about wrestling. I'm not going to go on social media, obviously, because I, I find that that's one of the few rare occasions now where you may get something that makes you go, oh, that's brilliant. Like Undertaker losing at WrestleMania 30, right? The reason I love it so much and the reason I will always be a massive fan of it is because of the real emotion that came out the other end. I'm not saying that Brock Lesnar was the right person. I'm not saying I don't think The Undertaker could have had a streak that went on forever. But I loved seeing the fans and I loved seeing people talking about it online. I love the fact that we're five, six years on, whatever it is. And we're still debating whether it was a good idea. That's the kind of stuff I like more than anything. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter what happens in pro wrestling. Like we talked about Liv Morgan earlier. I don't care that she lost. I'm sure Liv Morgan doesn't care that she's lost. She's living her dreams. She's in WWE. If you make it to WWE and you're a regular on television, you've won. Simple as that. No matter what happens in booked, uh, in booked matches. But it's, you know, I, I yeah, anyway, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of waffling and rambling. The point is, it's those moments where you can completely lose yourself in it and just enjoy it for what it was i don't even care what the what the decision making uh the decision making was it's just more fun to have yeah people mentioning ziggler cashing after money in the bank same thing you didn't see it coming so you're like what jack swagger that's why people like money in the bank cashing so much it's why as bad as it was and it was bad when kevin nash booted cm punk in the face uh whatever it was it should never have happened, and it didn't work, but I got that. At least I got a reaction from it, and then I was like, oh, no, this is bad. <laughs> but those are the kind of things that I live for with wrestling, so um, it, it's all good. Someone says, Hope Brock is finally gone. I still think the reason he stayed champion as a part-time wrestler... Oh, I'm not going to read the rest of that. No. Nope. Reaction. Dude, don't talk like that. That's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool at all. Just be nice. Be a positive, nice person. Man, this is why we should vet these things before uh, before we go. Um, Dolph Ziggler too. Great promo on SmackDown. Really good. That storyline between, uh, was it Sonya, Mandy, Dolph and Otis is so screwed up. Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler want to beat the hell out of Otis and Mandy Rose so that they can kind of, it's basically abuse. So they can then build them back up and then try and be their friends. It's working very well because I think Dolph and Sonya together are this oddly good, compelling team and they're cutting really good promos. And then on the other side, you've got Otis and Mandy who are lovable. Well, how weird is that? Mandy Rose is a lovable person because that character was such a like an obnoxious, pretty girl for so long. Wrestling's so weird <laughs> in the sense of what we can do. Um, but oh, I love it. I think it's great. I'm so happy that Sonya Deville's getting a chance because I always it's like Liv Morgan. I always thought there was something there, and I never thought that we were able to. Uh, it was never allowed to shine, which I always thought sucked. And we've changed that now. Um, and I think that's the right thing to do. She's, she's good. And she comes across as legitimate as well. So it's, it's two thumbs up from me. Um, the only thing on SmackDown that kind of made me roll my eyes was when Baron Corbin got DQ'd for throwing a ladder at Daniel Bryan. I was like, oh, wait. Just so bored of this. Actually, I'm kind of a hypocrite. I'm bored of disqualifications on WWE, but I think AEW needs more disqualifications. No, it doesn't make any sense. And yes, you're allowed to call me a bald asshole. I just go with my gut, man. I go with my instincts, and that's just um, that's just what goes across. Let me check that no news is broken, as we always do, so I never fall into that thing again. I'm excited about Tamina versus Bailey as well. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just am. Tamina, this I just enjoy Tamina, and I can't explain it. I know Ross from Cultaholic does as well. I just, just, I don't know what it is. I, I, you tell me. Excuse me. I know a lot of people don't agree. Loads of people mentioned this whole Roman Reigns thing from from Raw too. I mean, it was weird. They showed the, the number one cash in in the top ten list was Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31, and they just cut all the Roman Reigns bit out. I don't know why. It could be an out of sight, out of mind thing. They don't want you to remember that he's not on television at the moment. It may be that they don't want to show a visual pinfall. I don't know. But it was a bit like the Barbra Streisand effect. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It made me more interested in it than I would have done otherwise. There's a story there, I'm sure. Uh, now lots of people are talking about it. I'm sure the relevant people will look into it. But yes, I agree. Very, very, very strange. And my man T-Dog in the Super Chat says, I missed the Mixed Tag Challenge. I tell you what was good about the Mixed Tag Challenge was the promos they're allowed to cut before and after. There's an amazing chat out there between AJ Styles and Charlotte Flair where it's not scripted. They're just, again, having a conversation and it's damn entertaining. 
And that's the kind of stuff I'd like to see on the on the main roster. Like again, as much as I like Liv Morgan and Charlotte, you could feel that they've been given words to read. And I think that always comes across that way. And it's the same with Rey Mysterio. You know, Rey Mysterio finishes promo off with the risk is worth the reward. That would have been fine if it was just a cool one-off line, but the commentators have been saying it all night because it's the tagline. Those are the kind of things I want to move away from. You don't need to give Rey Mysterio lines. It's the flipping best baby face in the company. It always works. But um, that's what they do. That's what they do. So just shrug my shoulders and enjoy. Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat says, Wrestling is so rough, I've started doing movie reviews alongside my NXT ones. Much love, man. Hope you're well. Well, dude, I, I, I'm not surprised. Um, it is tough at the moment. It, it's a tough time for everybody. And like, you know, right now over here, and I'm sure it's the same in America, there's this massive discussion about when the Premier League soccer is going to come back. And everyone's debating it because they don't really understand how it's going to work. And even if they do figure it out, there's not going to be any fans there. And usually when you play in front of no fans, you've been punished. But now we're in a situation where that could be the norm. And it's even worse when it comes to wrestling. And I truly think this. I think of all the things on the planet, wrestling and a live audience is, 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 is imperative. It's absolutely imperative. So... Uh, to, to have that taken away especially when us fans are used to a certain thing you'd have to watch like this for 10 years before you you took it as red but it's nobody's fault and that's why we just we keep our fingers crossed that we can move for this and we, we hope that everyone's doing well that's all i care about as long as everybody out there is doing well and everybody out there is happy and everyone else there isn't you know like you know, am i bored of sitting in my house at the time of course but there are others out there who have lost loved ones and you can't undo that. So I'm happy to sit in my house until that's, um, until that's sorted up. Uh, did you see the Undertaker Last Ride trailer which released on WWE yesterday? That They made that video private. Oh, that's weird. The trailer was amazing. I did see it. I think it starts after Money in the Bank. And if you don't know, WWE are awesome at making documentaries. They just are. So one for The Undertaker has got to be good. And I'll probably love it so much that I'll, I'll name one of these, uh, these, these damn podcasts after it. We can, and we can talk about it. Also, someone says they want Shayna for Women's Money on the Roof winner. Yep, a lot of people saying that. Um, I wouldn't mind it at all. Again, sometimes it's like you take Lance Archer Cody um, in the TNT final, right? Championship final. So obvious it was going to happen, but that's what I wanted. It was a nice story. They'd sold it to me in the right way. So Shayna wins Money in the Bank, and we can just take a nice sideways step into, oh my gosh, it's Becky versus Shayna too. When's Shayna going to cash in? Great. Easy. I don't need overcomplicated stuff. What I would like less of is, can I have a title shot? Yes, you can have a title shot. Just give me a little bit of a story, which is why I don't mind the Street Profits so much and the Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders made a challenge, and you know some have to have more than that, but it's all good. It's all good. Like some people don't agree. They don't think Shayna does need to have the briefcase. But again, I, I'm all about narrative and I think that works. My man T-Dog in Super Chat says, how would you want to debut in WWE? Dude, easy. Raw Rumble. Always Raw Rumble. And the only problem is if I debuted in the Raw Rumble, three, two, one, argh, everyone's going to go, who's a bald guy? <laughs> Random bald guys. You, you need to be in front of the right audience. Um, but yeah, debut in the Raw Rumble, I think is the best. Uh, it's just you get the countdown you get all the build everyone's anticipating who's it's going to be anyway again you get the reaction because you recognize somebody's music or whatever it would uh it'd be a dream come true if i do say so myself and my man spaz phoenix super chat says when this mess is done come to canada and fight josh alexander for the destiny world title as i say about all my wrestling if i'm free and i can get there i'll be there that's all i need I want to wrestle all around the world if I can. And for those interested in my uh, wrestling journey, I put another wrestling matchup on my YouTube channel yesterday. If you're on it right now, you can click through after this and watch. And if you haven't, again, search my name, Simon Miller on YouTube. Give me a subscribe and do that right now if you're watching live on YouTube if you haven't. And give the video a like too. I'd massively, uh, I'd massively appreciate that. Someone just confirmed me for the Raw Rumble next year. If I have, man, I've got a pretty good seven months ahead of me or whatever it will be. I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely it's going to uh, happen. So yeah, that's it. We'll see what goes on this week. Uh, I think AEW and NXT are going to have great weeks. I'm very excited about both those shows, especially NXT, which is basically like a takeover. There, there's so much good on there, so I look forward to that. And we'll see what SmackDown does. You know, money on the roof has more interest in it to me in some ways than WrestleMania just because of this cinematic match. I think you can make it last 30, 35 minutes if it's chaotic enough and done right. I wouldn't push 45 minutes to an hour, which is what I'm worried they will do. But I'm hoping to be sat here in a week when we're running it down and being super excited. I really am. Uh, again, keep an eye out for the predictions that will go up uh, both here and what culture. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, such as Simon's Pro Wrestling Show or Simon's Wrestling Show, and you can get exclusive episodes uh, on there. 
And someone says, bro, this has to be said, your cadence in podcasts is kind of similar to your hero Arsenal, Ian Wright. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I love Ian Wright, so I'll take it. I loved Ian Wright so much, I used to buy his merchandise from the Arsenal store. I would just have shirts with pictures of Ian Wright on it. He was, uh, he made me love football. He, he made me love football. And somebody says they want to debut at Survivor Series. I don't know if Survivor Series has the same credence it once did. I even would put money in the bank as the big four now over Survivor Series. There's an argument to be had. I mean, the big four used to be obviously Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. I think I look forward to money on the roof more or money in the bank. Oh, then we got into the whole um, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. No, it wasn't. It was Mount Rushmore of WWE and people were putting Ric Flair on there. I was like, if you're doing the Mount Rushmore of WWE, Ric Flair, would not be on there if you get the history of that company of wrestling of course and i think to me it's really easy the mount rushmore of of wwe depending on what your uh, era is because for me i'm not talking about from my personal favorites i'm talking about people that i think had to be there to to make sure well there's five technically but it's bruno san martino steve austin the rock and hulk hogan and you probably need to kind of shove john cena on there a little bit too because no, Steve Austin and The Rock did not have the longevity in terms of being a wrestler, uh, a main event wrestler, that John Cena did. And without John Cena, I don't know how WWE would have done from 2002 till 2019, essentially. I mean, look at the... the you, there's no two ways about it. You can find statistics that show when he started to phase out, there was less interest in the product. And if you go all the way back to Bruno San Martino, it's the same thing. Without him, you don't have a WWWF. He was everything, selling out New York 72 million times. And we all know what Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock did. And The Rock wasn't there for very long, but The Rock made such a splash that he went on to become the biggest actor and the biggest superstar in the world. That changed wrestling. It did. Hence why Becky Lynch is about to be in a Marvel, a Marvel movie. And I'm not, these aren't my favorites. These aren't the people that I think are the best. These are the people that I think have had the biggest influence on that company. You then change it to wrestling or you change it to my personal favorites and you'll get completely different answers. I mean, the wrestling one is almost impossible because again, it depends on your era. Uh, Ric Flair needs to be on there. Bruno Sammartino, Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. Uh, there'll be other guys when you go to different regions down in Mexico or Japan. You know, how can Ricky Dozen or, or, or Anoki or Masao? There's so many guys. And that's why the Mount Rushmore doesn't really work when it comes to pro wrestling. You needed a little bit from everybody in order to make sure um, that we get to here. And, and that's the main thing. Uh, but John Cena did carry WWE for a long ass time. Like He really, really did. For better or worse, for right or wrong. That is what happened. Uh, and on that note, that controversial note, because everybody will go crazy. Thank you so much for, for watching. Um, Twitch.tv, Forza Simon 316. There'll be a second stream on there on Thursday. Once I've sorted out the kinks, full of kinks today. No idea what's going on with my account. So make sure you go follow me on there. Please hit the subscribe button on my YouTube channel. Hit the like button if you're here live right now. Again, podcast feed, SpamCloud, Spotify. You don't need to go through them, you know. Come follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. And if you could support me in the Patreon, Patreon dot com three, uh, forward slash simon 316 that would rock and again i'll send you a postcard i'll send you a video message a la cameo uh, you can join my weekly q a videos what else can you do um i can't even think now oh you come on the podcast i'll send you a t-shirt it's all up there uh, i reworked it recently as well to make it far more far more simple and shout out to everyone that joined me on patreon this week thank you so much that's why i'm here that's why i'm on youtube I didn't want to stream on YouTube anymore because I was worried about the algorithm. But you asked me to, and you are the most important people in this relationship. I am just some bored asshole. Uh, take care of yourselves. And again, if you're watching this live, head over to What Culture Wrestling. Give them a subscribe too. I'll see you in the live chat for raw ups and downs. Otherwise, just have good Tuesdays. What else is there to do? Put a smile on your face, be happy, and I'll talk to you soon.